It's a new year, and we're doing a new thing. Thank you for listening to this episode of Conversations with the Pastors. This month, I sit down with Pastor Scott and Pastor Jen, and we talk about what it means to make New Year's resolutions. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Presbyterian Church, and welcome to our first ever Conversation with the Pastors podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I am sitting here with Pastor Scott and Pastor Jen, and we are having a conversation about New Year's resolutions. So it's a new year. What's y'all's relationship to making New Year's resolutions? Yeah, so this is this is Scott. I'm uh, New Year's resolutions always feel like something I'm supposed to be doing, and and I, so I, I actually don't like New Year's resolutions. I feel I feel like I want to like them, and I'd like to have like two, but I feel like I'm supposed to have a list, and then I got to keep track of them, mm-hmm. and that's hard hard for me. Mm-hmm. And this is Jen, and I make New Year's resolutions every year. I tend to start with maybe <laughs> like fifteen, and then I. <laughs> Narrow it down to three that feel to be the most workable slash spirit-led. But I start the year with a lot of new in, ideas, hope, and optimism. In all areas, like, I mean, sure. all areas of your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. So I've already narrowed down a few. Yeah. I will say it's odd because I've already heard Scott say one of his New Year's resolutions yeah, in so a conversation. I, what did I, what did you I said say? your New Year's resolution drink was to drink a lot yeah, more so water. Yeah, so yeah, okay, that's, so that is true. And and right here, and you're doing I'm it. Working my so water it's out. Yeah. But I don't know any of yours, and you have a bunch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also the idea as to whether or not it's good to share them. Because oh. there's theory about there this. are theories that if you share them, you get accountability, you're more likely to do them. And then there's theories that if you don't share them, that actually that's more internal motivation and it can backfire when you share. We're, that we're, doesn't mean I won't share today. But okay. Right. So it's kind of like a birthday wish. Like if you share your birthday mm-hmm. wish, yes. it doesn't come true. Precisely. <laughs> mm-hmm. That So that I'm, I would definitely, well, although apparently I've violated this already by sharing my water resolution. <laughs> But I think I would be on the anti-share mm-hmm. end of the spectrum. Where, where are you on, of those theories, would, do you subscribe to one or both? I'll share half. <laughs> <laughs> the good ones are the best. Like, so then, right. so do, do you share the ones like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do this, so I'm going to share that one. Mm-hmm. This one's a little more of a reach, so I'm going to keep that to myself, or vice versa. Well, you asked if, if I have layers or different kinds of resolutions. Uh-huh. So there's some might, that might just be very deeply personal. Sure. And then there are some that are more surface. Yeah, yeah. So I think you share the ones that are surface. Mm. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So I, even though I came up with this topic, I was thinking about Do it today. I feel I'm like you, Scott. I have resistance to the thing. Some of it is because I lived in New Orleans for such a long time that I actually established what felt like a different pattern. So in New Orleans. Immediately after Christmas is Mardi Gras season. So it makes no sense to do any sort of like changing of habits because it's all about indulgence. 
But in New Orleans, mm. a practice of Lent is a really big thing. Mm-hmm. So actually in Lent, like gym memberships go up. Everyone goes on diets. Is that right? Instead people, of January 1. Mm-hmm, people will stop drinking through Lent. It's like a big, it's oh, sort of a shift. It's on Ash Thursday instead of January 1. Yeah, or Ash Wednesday. But like, oh yeah, I guess so. I guess, yeah, Marty Gr- Tuesday is the day that you you really yeah. celebrate it yes. and Wednesday. Yes, yeah, sure. yeah. I, I, I have heard that before. So <laughs> I have this, so it's interesting. I link Lent and New Year's resolutions in these like odd ways in my head. Because I felt, for the right. eight years that I lived in New Orleans, it was always Lent when I would make my mm-hmm. kind of big. So anyway, so there's some spiritualness to it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, do you feel spiritual in your New Year's resolution? I do. Uh, one thing about what you just said before I answer that question is I know that, um, and I mentioned this in my New Year's Day sermon, things like dry January apps mm-hmm. uh-huh. all of a sudden start showing up around right. that time. And I wonder whether or not instead there are dry Lent apps, which would be really interesting. I've never seen one. Yeah, I would be... Mm-hmm. For the Mardi Gras folks. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that does tend to be, like the things that people give up for Lent seem like they're, I've not thought about this before because I've never lived in New Orleans, but mm-hmm. it seems like they're the kinds of things that people do for January, New Year's resolutions. Giving up mm-hmm. beer, I'm giving up chocolate, I'm going to go to the gym more, I'm going to pray more. I mean, the same kind yeah. of thing. So mm-hmm. it would make sense that there would be dry, mm-hmm. that the app for, yeah, for New Orleans mm-hmm. with a lot of downloads in New Orleans. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So then I think that that's kind of a cool, in my mind, they sort of link up. as like, And also when I think of it as a, like taking on a spiritual practice and then instead of something I'm like shooting on myself mm-hmm. to do, mm-hmm. it seems more attainable okay. to me. That's like framework that's helpful when I'm taking like, on a new thing. For example? Um, if I, even if I like want to like, right now I'm trying to like walk every morning with okay. my dogs, mm-hmm. but like taking on like the wonder of nature, mm-hmm. like being more mm-hmm. intentional mm-hmm. with the outdoors and God's creation to me, that helps me feel more motivated mm-hmm. to do it rather than trying to beat myself mm-hmm. into doing it every day. Mm-hmm. So I've done it every day this week. There That's you go. <laughs> and I think maybe when I connect the spiritual side of it to my resolutions, it's maybe a little bit more of the negative side of what you said, which is things that I find to be to my spiritual detriment mm. that I'm wanting to be more healthy mm. and whole about. Mm-hmm. And so one that's been in the news a lot recently, and it's not just me, is the idea of, what do they call it? Um revenge bedtime scrolling you have probably heard about this but when you, I, yeah, yeah in the I'm either embarrassed or glad no. <laughs> that I haven't heard about revenge scrolling so it's sort of if you have a day and, and most of mine are structured this way where you haven't had a single minute even to like right. mindlessly check your phone right. and then you happen to get in bed and you're like you know what I'm just going to take a second mm-hmm. just to go through things and the revenge aspect is just that you haven't had really any moment that would be to yourself or just to do anything that's not efficient or somewhat mindless in your day so you start doing it at night but it then just only spirals negatively for yourself because scrolling through your phone mindlessly the 20 minutes before you go to bed is not helpful for sleep or calm doesn't set you up for success yeah Yeah. so i'm sort of so what's the revenge part of that just like revenge against your day you never had a minute so then you just want that like i'm gonna get get to be mindless for this amount of time yeah Mm. yeah but then it can trigger all sorts of different things. Yeah. Going through your, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, because then you discover things maybe you missed that have been really hard in the world in that day. And, yeah. you know, or you go down weird rabbit holes and find yourself, who knows, 20 degrees away from where you started. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're trying to not do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, you can Google revenge bedtime yeah. scrolling. It is a thing. <laughs> going to as soon as Anyone who does not know about it. <laughs> it's not going well. 
<laughs> I'm 50-50 probably for January. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. So I have never thought about the link between New Year's resolutions and Lenten sort of practices. That is striking me as a really helpful, because I've thought before about like uh, not that, that like giving up social media or, you know, giving up political commentary on websites for Lent because I, you know, you check that out and then no matter what, whether you're checking left wing stuff, right wing stuff, center, it, it just blood pressure goes through the roof no matter what you're doing. And so thinking, and, and I don't find that my life is necessarily happier mm-hmm. once I've been mm-hmm. doing that. So saying, well, I probably could give that up in Lent, but could probably also give that up at the beginning of the year. Although, I mean, now that we're, we're at, what, January 12th, it's not too, is it ever too late to make a New Year's resolution? Probably not. I don't. I mean, 353 <laughs> days of doing that. What if there was a rule? <laughs> Made it to the second, didn't make that resolution. Right. Now, now I'm good. <laughs> now I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole conversation, New Year's resolutions, it's like habit making. Like, mm-hmm. So how do you form a new habit? Great question. Mm-hmm. Don't do it well. So it would be one thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great question. I mean, I think there's stuff out there. It takes 21 days mm-hmm. to start a habit, but even longer to undo a habit. I think it's the other way around. I think, I mean, I think you can, like, if you, if for some reason, flossing is always, like, the habit that gets cited in that. that sure. like If you floss for 21 days, someone... Then by the end of the twenty first day, if you've done it consistently, you you kind of baked the habit in. But if you skip three days, the habit is you, you've lost it. Oh. Which I some people are like, yeah, that's how you know human nature. You know, we 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 track in a bad direction more than it, we we track in a good. But I don't. Yeah. I was thinking more like giving up a negative habit. Oh, that that takes a lot longer. Yeah. Oh. So like I bite my nails. I've tried to stop my whole life. Right. Right. I've gone farther than 21 yeah, yeah, days. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't get undone. <laughs> yeah. That makes that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. I thought you were saying like the undoing of a good habit, but you're talking about the undoing of a of a habit that's not quote good. unquote one that you want that you do that you want to give up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I one of my favorite singer-songwriter art rock artist is Brian Fallon and he has a song called 21 Days where he talks about trying to give up smoking cigarettes yeah. and sort of he starts with 21 days till I don't miss you. Um, it's like a breakup song. It's right. like he's singing a breakup song <laughs> right. to his love of cigarettes and yeah. hoping that 21 days will make it, but he still struggles yeah. at the end of that amount of yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, knowing people that have stopped smoking, mm-hmm. it's sort of a life-long process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when, when I'm thinking about your question about how do you form a new habit or break an old habit, so getting to the gym or getting to some kind of exercise thing is, is something that I would, is a habit I would like to form. And I think, and it, I've just tried repeatedly over the years to do that unsuccessfully. Um, and I tend to do it for about a month, maybe six weeks. And then I either have a you know long day at work or I get a little cold and I hang it up and it doesn't get picked back up. Mm-hmm. But so trying to think what's behind my mm-hmm. resistance to exercising I think would be useful because then there's likely some it's in some way it's serving me 
what scare quotes mm-hmm. for those of you in audio land. <laughs> it's serving me to not exercise. Mm. What it, so what's the benefit to me of not exercising? And what's what part of me is that sort of making happy? And what does that part need or whatever? Mm-hmm. Feels like that may be something helpful in terms of trying to get to not just sort of you know beating up on myself because I can't get to the gym. Yeah. Which is not a useful mm-hmm. strategy in my view, my experience. Yeah, I've never been successful when I've just been internally beating myself up to do anything. As a rule. <laughs> As a general not a useful strategy. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's yeah, compassionate care and love for myself generally will help me create a new habit a lot better than internal shaming so. and beating up. Mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What role does prayer lead? into new habits or mm-hmm. doing new things? Great question. Mm-hmm. Big question. Mm-hmm. This is the thinking pause. <laughs> we can also edit out pauses. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I find that I identify some of the ways that I wish I were different through prayer. Hmm. So that is sort of the place where I might discern, receive Mm-hmm. The ideas are the kinds of things that I would like to have different in my life. Mm. And then, you know, how consistently I continue to pray through them as I'm working through them might be hit or miss. Mm. But it is definitely something where each sort of of my 17 things that I might consider yeah. being for 2023 are things that have been engaged in some way in my prayer life. So have we had a conversation about the book Atomic Habits? We, we three? I don't think so. And I haven't read the book. Yeah. Which is... <laughs> So this is talking about a book I haven't read, but I've heard a podcast interview with the, the whoever the author of the book Atomic Habits is, and I also haven't thought about this before, but he says that rather than say to yourself, I want to get to the gym, you know, every week, or I want to lose 25 pounds, or I want to pray every day, or I want to go to the church, you know, go to church regularly, he, he says, which resonates with what you just said, Jen, he says, what kind of person do you want to be? Mm-hmm. And so if getting to the gym is the sort of thing that occurs to you, maybe it's a, a sign that you are that you want to be a person who's physically healthy. And a person who's physically healthy would characteristically be someone who does things like go to the gym. And so thinking through the, the sort of specific things and then what kind of person mm-hmm. is that putting you on a trajectory to be that you wouldn't be on right now that's interesting mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so then like what the, so the drinking water drinking more water is a mostly about being more physically healthy drinking less caffeine mm-hmm. which i drink a lot of coffee mm-hmm. and so drinking less caffeine is it would be about being both more healthy and probably less whatever amped up but from coffee yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a few years ago i realized like every like every day around 9 30 I get like really really anxious mm. and then I realized it was right when my Starbucks was kicking in oh <laughs> interesting oh it made you anxious it made me super it wasn't something that like you needed the coffee to no I was like it was kicking oh. in and I would feel the like heart rate go up and all the stuff which Come would on. trigger my anxiety oh. and then I would like hook my anxiety to, I'd be like well I feel this way something bad must be going on right. but really it was just my venti latte kicking in so I just pulled those back fascinating <laughs> I should track when my anxiety, because I've never done that. As, as much anxiety as I feel like I live with, I've never sat down to sort of map through my day. Mm-hmm. Are there times 
other than like the 3.30 a.m. in the middle of the night. Anxiety. Sure. I know that one, and I don't yeah. think that's Starbucks kicking in at 3.30. But what's, is there something going on at those times? That was yeah. interesting. That, that was during a time of my life where it was a very rich, I was working as a chaplain, right. so on my way to work every day, yeah. I would get the coffee. Yeah. It just was like happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 3.30 a.m. might be your least caffeinated point of your day. So maybe, so maybe oh. I need to get, brew a pot of coffee to come on at 3.30, go downstairs, throw one back, and then go right back to sleep. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would actually be, so my main New Year's resolution, if I have one this year, is to um, to work on my anxiety, mm-hmm. like with medical professionals. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I have anxiety, and I've decided this isn't something that I have to carry alone. Right, mm-hmm. right. And I feel fine sharing that with deal. other people. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, and my own journey around anxiety is trying to figure out, like, I I have uh, wanted to be a person who doesn't live with anxiety. I am a person who does live with anxiety, and I think having compassion, I tend to sh- sort of internally shame the me that lives mm-hmm. with anxiety. And like, well, if you really had more faith or if you were praying more, you wouldn't have the anxiety. So it gets into this kind of beat up on myself sort of thing. And somehow being with the anxious part of me and being like, okay. Kind of the way that if like a ch- one of our children were anxious, mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to be like, you are bad for no. being, I mean, you're just being... Exactly. Yeah. Well, it sounds like what you said earlier, Lane, about the compassionate care approach to yourself rather than the, like, you should be doing this better. You should be different than you are Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that, so that's the other thing that's interesting to me about New Year's resolutions is that New Year's resolutions, I think, check this, I think New Year's resolutions are saying, I want to be different than I am right now which we just said maybe is not what we want. Well, to right, right. So so in which, which reminds me of that that saying, you know, God loves you just as you are, but God loves you too much to leave you mm-hmm. as you are. That's mm-hmm. kind of both things being both things I guess can be true. Mm-hmm. That that we can want to live a better, healthier, whatever, more faithful kind of life and Well, yeah, I mean, not to be like overly theological but like come on the process church (laughs) let's go the process of this is an old word like sanctification becoming closer to god Mm -hmm. it's not to become more restricted and like less free but rather the more closer to god the more free you are to be like your truest self right so if we're changing hopefully it's not changing to be like more restricted or live a worse life but rather it's a change to feel freer and more beloved right Uh, but i do find maybe in your definition that helps me than other definitions i've had for sanctification or views of it not definitions Mm -hmm. but versus sort of this idea of sabbath right so like we are on uh, on a journey maybe towards our truer self but there's things along the way that are challenging as we Mm -hmm. get there versus like just resting and being adored Mm -hmm. by the god who loves us as you said just as we are right now and like how do those two things work Mm -hmm. because we're called to both in christian faith Big time. All right, so my final question today is, does our church have a New Year's resolution? Hmm. I mean, I don't know if we get to decide, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be a... So we could raise that, raise that session, with the session. Order motion. of the day for the session. <laughs> well, and because we're, we, we call ourselves, what, program year? 
So, mm -hmm. you know, we have our mm -hmm. Journey into the Heart of God theme, mm -hmm. so the September start. Right, right. So I don't know whether or not we a January start is something <laughs> that, that we comes deal. along too. Right. Yeah, know. yeah. What would you all hope for in the sense of if, if a New Year's resolution, so again, two things being true at the same time, we are loved as we are individually and as a, as a church, and God loves us too much to just let us, to leave us where we are. Things that, and this, I don't have immediate answers myself for this, thoughts about yourself, that thoughts that you all have about like where, what you would hope for the church in the next year as a, you know, around a resolution. And the, the, so the word that comes to my mind that I think is still this, the journey into the heart of God stuff is still kind of resonating with me. I think the, the, the word that, I don't, I don't know what the resolutions are that go with this word, but being grounded and, yeah, grounded for, for today, I'll, I'll say, just kind of steady, not flailing about trying to do stuff, but being rooted on the ground and sensing where, where God is with us right now would be a word. Mm -hmm. I just think that the congregation is continuing to process what it means to be a congregation after COVID-19 mm -hmm. pandemic. Mm -hmm. And we're still, you know, a lot of things are back, but we're still, oh yeah, we're going to do this thing that we used to do. Like that's happening and new mm -hmm. programming. And so I think that, I don't know if it's a resolution, but I think that that's just part of the mm -hmm. work of our congregation right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in my most recent newsletter article, mm -hmm. one mentions that on a podcast, but... Go and read it. Here we go. Yeah, I'll right. read it. I talk about the fellowship ministry mm -hmm. group and the different ways that we see our relationship to God connected to how we relate to each other, and that there might be a way that you connect yourself more deeply with, with that idea, or there might be ways that you help us serve and grow in that idea together. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that's part of it, too, is sort of, are we... Are there things that people um, need to receive from the beautiful gifts of this congregation that mm -hmm. they're not yet, that we might be able to find a way to connect them? And then how are people serving and helping others mm -hmm. make that connection? Mm -hmm. Everyone yeah. maybe ask themselves that question. Yeah. I like it. Any final thoughts? So this is my first ever <laughs> participant in a... This We're calling this a podcast, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah this, is my, this is... Numero Number one. First, first one. This was great. This was a lot of fun. I may or may not listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us this month and for listening in on our conversation. We look forward to hanging out with you next month. Bye. Bye.